All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Epic Phelan. Today I have my two favorite Phelans. They are my sisters. We got Alana Phelan and Aaron Phelan. Hello, Alana, and hello, Aaron. Hello. 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 I'm glad it's known to the world that we're your favorites. So you are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Take note, everyone. And it's also just a good little jab at the brothers, too. (laughs) (laughs) They will love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're my favorite, too. So (laughs) (laughs) you can edit that part out. Yeah, (laughs) no one's even in. (laughs) So lots of interesting things going on in your worlds, but you're also like totally interesting people. So that's why I wanted to have you on. Number one. So being sisters but you're like extremely close in age yes yes 11 months 11 months irish twins i believe is the derogatory <laughs> way to put that <laughs> but so you've done like lots of stuff together like you know so of course like growing up other than just being sisters like you're you're super tight yeah, yeah. like we grew up dancing together always in the same classes we grew up and then cheerleading together Aaron will have a story about that, but (laughs) cheerleading together. But also we have just, since we're so close, we have the same friend group as well. So yeah, super close. Our fiancés are best friends. Now I can Mm -hmm. say fiancés. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Yes. And congratulations to Aaron. Just got engaged. Both Alana and Aaron are now engaged. We do everything together. (laughs) Yes. Alana, you had to put off your wedding. Yeah, so we were supposed to get married in September of this year. So we decided early on, kind of in the pandemic, probably March or April, that we would move our wedding to next year. And I'm glad that we did. But yeah, so it's changed to July of next year. So it will be going on. By that point, we'll have been engaged for three years. So we are not moving it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's that's pretty wild. It must be pretty, pretty stressful. You're able to do that, like without being hit financially too much or yeah there's only one vendor that we had a little bit of problems with but I think we sorted it out so other than that we had it pretty easy in terms of everybody had the date the new date available and whatnot so and I can't see it like I mean the vaccines are out and everything like that so I can't see it going you know that long you know I can't like I could see it should it should be okay (laughs) yeah fingers crossed because we are not moving it again (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and Aaron's like you're not moving it again because it's going to delay her too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so cheer tell me a little bit more about cheer because especially as a guy and a lot of my podcast listeners like I've had lots of like different martial artists on lots of um, athletes and gym owners and whatnot and I think sometimes there's a misconception as towards the difficulty of and the actual athleticism in cheer yes alana do you want to go with this one yeah so i guess i'll explain a little bit about kind of what cheerleading is we don't shake around pom-poms we don't do you know any actual cheers it's quite athletic so we do a component of tumbling dance stunting where we lift people and then basket tosses where we toss people in the air and catch them so aaron and i when we were cheering together we actually were stunt partners together so just to add on to how close we are we also in our cheer practices were stunting super close together so that was really fun we probably joined cheer Aaron when was it 
when did we join the gym? Gym is at season 15. Like we're currently in season 15. So you would have been here for 14 years and I would have been here for 13 now. Yeah. So we've traveled quite a bit through cheerleading. We've been fortunate to have done that as well. We've both been to and coached at the world cheerleading champions or what is it? No, the, I actually, what is it called? The cheerleading world and dance championships or something like that. Like what is the actual name of it? I don't know. I just call it worlds. (laughs) So we've both, (laughs) we've both coached and been an athlete at worlds. Aaron cheered a little bit, a few years longer than I did. So my last season was in 2015 and Aaron's last season was 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Like Lana said, we've gotten to travel quite a bit too, both for, cause we've been on the coaching aspect of it since we were like 15 and 16, I think, or 14 and 15. So we've worked there for a really long time as well as being athletes, but we've gotten pretty much like all over the States, I would say. Worlds is in Orlando. So we're there every year. Minus last year was the first year we've not been there since we've been world's athletes or coaches. I actually got to compete twice in China and then I got to compete in Mexico as well. So I've gotten to go a little bit, a little bit further, which is really cool, but yeah, it's opened a lot of doors for us, I would say. You were coaching as well, were you not? Or Yeah, so the owner of the gym was our school teacher. So when she started the All-Star Cheerleading Gym, it was kind of like unfamiliar territory and nobody really knew like what it was. You had cheerleading in schools and stuff, but it wasn't as, I guess, as intense. And so she pretty much took the U of A cheer team and turned it into an All-Star team. And that's kind of how that started in Edmonton. Yeah, so she was both of our teachers. She was actually Dan and Megan's teacher as well. But she started the gym. And then I think we were both there for, we would have been there for two years. And then after my first year, I think we pretty much started like coaching training and started coaching like the really little ones. Again, she put us together for that as well. So we were coaching partners, we were stunting partners. (laughs) We kind of just did everybody called us the sisters in the gym. So we did that right away as well. So we've been working for her just as long as we've been athletes for her. So being coaches, even just having the discipline to be there, because I mean, you know, you screw up in another sport and it's not like you're dropping somebody that's falling from 15 feet in the air or whatever. Right. So it's like, it's, it's a pretty serious thing, but would you say that you've kind of like got any kind of like extra discipline from it or any, like, has it helped you in like everyday life at all? Or a hundred percent, 100%. I think being a part of a team at such a young age, like even Tyler says a ton, he works with guys who have grown up on like different sports teams and stuff. And he works with guys who have not played sports as kids. And it makes such a difference in the real world. And that's part of Alana and I kind of go the extra mile with our kids as well. And in that we were lucky enough to be raised by coaches who did teach us more than just the skills they taught us kind of life lessons along the way without us even really knowing it and I think Alana and I kind of instill that in our kids as well is that there's more than just like throwing people around or doing some cool flips that we try to teach our kids so I would say a hundred percent I always tell this to my kids that I coach. Also, we always joke around and say that we have 25 kids or whatever. We don't. Those are our athletes that we coach. But we always teach our kids that 
you know, accountability is a huge, a huge factor of it. You need to be self-accountable, but also you have 24 other people that are relying on you to make sure you show up on time, make sure you show up, make sure you're putting your best foot forward. And then also it's teaches you time management too, because you do have those scheduled practices throughout the week. Generally we have two to three practices throughout the week that are anywhere between two and three hours. So it does teach people good time management because especially any of our kids that are in school or university, they need to make sure they get their projects or get their homework done before practice starts if it's due the next day. So definitely time management, I always say, and then accountability is a huge one too. Perfect. And as coaches, so this is something that's kind of an interesting question that I like to ask coaches is that you got like natural talent versus, versus just somebody that's like dedicated. Right. And you've probably seen that with like, you know, different kids or even maybe even yourselves. I don't know. Um, What do you think? Like, have you seen a big difference in in the two? Like if maybe somebody just is like talented, but they they just don't have that drive versus the kid that has the drive. Who's going further? A thousand percent. Alana and I will always, always, always say that we would rather take a kid who's willing to learn and is dedicated to the team and all of that rather than a kid that maybe has all of the skills plus some and the team's kind of meh to them like they just their parents drop them off they just are good at the skills but really not the best teammate I would much much rather you can't teach a kid you can but you can't teach a kid dedication or respect or teamwork when they're 16 17 years old as easily as you can teach like skills Skills are easy, but if you don't want to work hard for your coach, regardless of what angle we try to teach you those skills, if you don't want to work hard, I can't force you to work hard. Yeah, we always say biggest thing in practices is attitude and effort. I will teach a kid that doesn't know anything way easier and they'll pick it up easier than a kid who knows how to do everything or so they say, right? Like you can always improve your skills, but yeah, attitude and effort are always huge, huge, huge with any of our teams in the gym. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of baby steps, right. And just like, rather than working on something that's almost unattainable and no matter what it is, you know, whether it be, you know, in business or whether it be sports or whatnot, you'll work on just those fundamentals and just like baby steps rather than trying to like do something amazing right away, you know, that maybe the, the talented kid could do, or maybe somebody else can do because you'll just, you'll advance that much further and faster. Right. Well, and the goal at the end of that is so much more rewarding when you've had to take baby steps and then you got knocked down two steps because you, you know, didn't succeed at it right away. Then when you do succeed, then you appreciate it so much more. And rather than a kid that everything maybe just comes so easily to them, then when they fail, they don't know how to fail. They don't know how to recover. They don't know how to come back from it because everything's just been so easy for them. We also have seven levels in cheerleading and our all-star cheerleading. So, you know, of course they start at level one, the highest is level seven. And we do a ton of drills in between stunting and tumbling baskets to make sure that people do stay as safe as possible. And that we make sure that they're making the right progressions before they move on to the next skill. What would you say have been some of your biggest challenges when it comes to being an athlete like okay I feel like I used to be and like still a little bit am but I grew quite a bit as 
once Alana retired as an athlete, I didn't really have like somebody to kind of tell me when I needed to shut up and when I needed to just listen. And so I was a little bit hard headed. So as soon as Alana retired, I kind of had to be like, okay, I need to, I wouldn't say I wasn't coachable. I would just say that I was a little bit stubborn compared to her. So I feel like my biggest like thing as soon as Alana retired was like, okay, I have to look at things differently. I felt like everybody was always on the attack when they came and gave me a correction. And so I kind of had to learn how to be a little bit more coachable, which then I think in turn kind of changed how I coached my kids as well. But I think like mentally, that was probably the hardest thing for me was when I had somebody that was constantly like, okay, Aaron, like tone it down a little bit. And then she was gone and I like, mm-hmm. didn't know how to tone it down. And so, so I think I hit a couple of brick walls a couple of times with that. I think that was something that was like kind of hard for me mentally. But then once I figured it out, I think I was okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I can somehow identify with, with, with exactly what you're saying. I don't know why. <laughs> The stubbornness, yeah. I, I totally I totally feel your pain. <laughs> so we kind of were talking about this before the podcast. We were kind of during the, I guess the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about the weddings. Yeah. Yes. The weddings. <laughs> the weddings. <laughs> Growing up, being older than you, you know, I wasn't in the house really, but having the three, four older brothers, or four brothers, one younger, is that intimidating to the boyfriends? <laughs> They were okay. I know I gave Chris a little bit of a heads up before. <laughs> you, you have maniac relatives. Is that? <laughs> I mean, Tyler kind of like snuck in there though, because we were friends for so long before we dated. We were friends for eight years before we even dated. So I think with him, once we did start actually dating, I think it was probably Sean who was like, I know you've been around a lot, but like kind of have to give you the whole older brother speech and like don't mess around and like kind of had the conversation with him. But I don't think it was very intimidating for for him. But I mean, in the past with previous boyfriends, I think it was pretty intimidating for them to step in to four brothers, especially like we say Brendan's a little brother, but he's bigger than both of us. So yeah, he's not little. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like six three or six four so he's, he's huge yeah. <laughs> yeah so so yeah he's yeah just because he's a younger brother doesn't mean he's not intimidating but yeah, yeah yeah absolutely would you say that that also maybe lent to being more competitive like having the older brothers or no i don't know you guys have you know always done like extremely well with everything you're pretty on it <laughs> when it comes to like whatever you whatever you pursue. So the boys are a little more, what do you say, like more rebellious? <laughs> I guess would be the would be the word. <laughs> I'm trying to how do I diplomatically put this? <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, or probably just being close like with each other to be able to like have each other's back. Maybe that really helped. I think having four brothers and then only having one other sister you're kind of you're automatically like we're and I mean the age thing too don't get me wrong we didn't always get along there's been times where That's we right. didn't really <laughs> yes <laughs> there has <laughs> we, we would like have like physical altercations and then five minutes later she'd be like okay let's go downstairs or let's go for you know whatever like we'd get over it pretty fast but like when you're two teenagers and you have the same group of friends and like everything you do is together. Sometimes it got a little bit much, I think for us, but yeah. I think having four brothers though, did make us 
quite a bit closer and with us being the same age. So. And what would you say? Okay. So if you're taking a look at somebody that's, that's looking to get into chair and you know what, I may as well say it now because like, so a young guy wanted to get into chair or, or a girl wanting to get into chair, what are, what are some things that they should look for that they should do or probably, they'd probably be getting it into such a young age that their parents would probably be putting them in it. We have quite a few different programs that you can start with. So we've kind of, we've got like recreational classes, which you kind of learn all the aspects of cheerleading, but you don't, you don't compete it. And it's just kind of a for fun class. It's once a week kind of thing. And then your next program would be your prep program, which kind of like gets you ready for the all-star program. It's a little bit more practice than the recreational program and you compete, but it's not quite as intense as the all-star program and there's no tryouts. You just kind of sign up for both of those programs. And then the all-star program you have to sign up for. And then we place you as, as staff, we'll put you on a team that we think is best for you. And we kind of go from there and it's for all ages. Like we can have beginners that are 16 and we can have beginners. I coached little three and four year olds. So we can have them kind of of all ages, but I'll let Alana kind of talk about the guys because she actually pretty much like helped build the co-ed program, our world scheme. So I'll let her talk about that. I coached our co-ed program for three years. So we absolutely have had, you know, adult guys that want to join their 18, 19, 20. Even I think our oldest that we had on our team was in his late 20s. So we had about usually between like 10 and 13 boys and the rest female. So we've had them join. They learn surprisingly, they learn how to tumble pretty quick because they're pretty fearless. And girls get so upset about it. They're like, we've been working that skill for how many months and we can't get it. But boys are like, oh, just jump and flip. No problem. There. Yeah. yeah. No so we we have had a couple boys join later on. We actually had two boys that had grown up playing hockey and they just decided they were 18, 19. They decided that hmm, I'm going to join cheerleading because that's where all the girls are. <laughs> and they actually love it. They've been doing it for three years. So it doesn't seem like a long time, but when you're in your early 20s and you still have that sense of discipline required by cheer, but you still want to go out and have your, you know, teenage early 20 boy lifestyle it's surprising that they're still here and they even at that older age we say that that's older for cheerleading but even at that older age it's still they're still getting new skills they're still tumbling they learn how to stunt really well so we do have a lot of boys that come in just kind of and not had any previous cheer or gymnastics experience And they end up really loving it. I think it's the team aspect of it. And then also they like, they do like a little bit of a structure, whether they say they do or they don't. They do like that (laughs) structured, I have to be there twice or three times a week, even if it's a Friday night, because we have one Friday night practice a month. (laughs) So they love it though. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So all ages kind of thing. That's really all I have on the chair. Is there anything else you want to mention that I might be missing? I appreciate you saying that it's very misunderstood because I feel like it really is I feel like a lot of people like don't quite get how sometimes physical I guess it can be so I appreciate you saying that it's not like bring it on or oh oh my god no No? I no it is not no god they don't have to learn like rhymes like burr it's cold in here there must be some toros no (laughs) no we do not I mean, when we went to China, we did have to do like a chant because we were like the team from Canada. So we did have to do like a chant. And I guess kind of on that end of things, there is like part of worlds. It's like ICU worlds. 
So there's like Team Canada, Team USA, Team Thailand, Team England, and they're from all over the world. And those that ICU cheerleading, they do the chants and they do have the pom-poms and stuff, but it's not like the courtside pom-poms that you see on Bring It On by no means. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So other than cheerleading, Alana is doing Designs by A. That's Woo! right. So yes. A side hustle. That's right. Yeah. So I just started this year in September, just kind of playing around making some home signs and decor for friends and family and whatnot. So it's been a lot of fun just during the Christmas season here. People were loving these acrylic ornaments that I was doing. So I got a ton, a ton of orders for those. And it's just lots of fun. I like making it for my friends and family. So. All right. Anything else that you kind of want to mention? Do you want to hype your school at all or? Yeah, so we have two locations in Edmonton. We have the one on 50th Street and then the one kind of near St. Albert Trail. So it's our North Gym and our South Gym. In Edmonton, there's us and then another gym that are kind of like the big gyms in Edmonton. And then there's Deep Blue, which is in, I think they're in Spruce Grove. Yeah, so but ours is Alberta Cheer Empire. So there's two different locations throughout Edmonton. We don't have any in Calgary or Sherwood Park or anything like that. We're only in Edmonton. So that wraps up pretty much everything for today. Thank you very much, Alana and Aaron, for being on the podcast. And until next time, stay epic. Thanks again for listening to Epic Phelan. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe. Give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RealRyanPhelan. And visit my website at thecalgaryrealestateguy.com. Until next time, stay epic.